Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. All right, time now with the Midweek Money Talks report. The federal election campaign has begun, and according to the Ipsos poll done for Global TV, economics and finance are top of mind. Issues like the rising cost of living, the low loony, weak economy, pensions. That's what's on the minds of people as we go into this election campaign. I'm joined on for this by Michael Campbell, host of Canada's number one rated financial show, Money Talks, which I always enjoy listening to. Hey, Michael. Hi, Mike. Hey, thanks for doing this, Mike. As Bill Clinton famously said, it's the economy, stupid. That's I remember that one. I think it was, uh, wasn't it James Carville who said that, I think, actually? Well, I think he probably put the line in Bill Clinton's mouth, but it was during one of their presidential debates. But it's and, true. And by the way, when, while we're complaining about a three-month federal election, you know the U.S. is having their first uh, election debates coming up. You know, That's right. They still got November 2016. <laughs> yeah, we think we have a long election yeah. campaign here. Yeah, we'll see how Donald Trump does in that one. Anyway, uh, what about this the economy being top of mind for so many voters, maybe that's not a surprise. Can any of these political parties really do anything about the economy, though? Well, you know, I think that's a great question, because I think we way over-exaggerate what the government can do. I mean, they do have a role, but let's look about some of those things. Like the number two issue, for example, on that uh, global Ipsos poll was uh, the loony. Well, right. we don't set the loonies rate. That has everything to do with money coming into the States, out of Europe, some of it coming out of Asia. You know, that's what's pushing their currency higher. So, again, the, the governments can, no government can do anything about that. But we're really asking, what can, you know, can a government control the actions of 35 million Canadians? Uh, what about the actions of U.S. consumers? Because we need them to buy our exports. What about Chinese companies that buy resources? We need them to get the resource prices back up. Well, I mean, it's ludicrous. Obviously, no federal government controls these really key variables that impact our economy. Okay, at the same time, though, the same poll shows that people are worried about the cost of living, yep. right? I mean, it's an economic concern. And one of the things you hear from the opposition parties, like the Liberals, the NDP, is that people are concerned about inequality in our system under the, under the ruling Conservatives. So isn't that, doesn't that get down to the worries about the cost of living? People feel like they're falling behind. Well, I think they certainly are. That was number one on the issue. But it's interesting, if we really had a look at why, uh, you know, because we're in a bear market when you look at commodities. So the overall sort of prices of the metals or or oil, as we, you know, we talk about a lot, all of those are down, and yet people feel like their cost of living is going up. And I'll tell you, if they had a look, the number one reason would be government taxation from all three levels. Keep that in mind. Like, it seems like it's an automatic that property price uh, taxes go up. But again, they're passed on to consumers. And we're seeing that in a lot of things. Uh, you know, the Milk Marketing Board is being debated. Well, again, those prices are artificially high. Uh, so the list of things that government's got their hand in that actually increase costs to us as individuals is absolutely huge. And I, I just hope people don't forget that side of it. And, and, and again, you know, don't even get me started on political parties saying that they're there worried about the uh, vulnerable and the poor, because I can give you too quick a, a list where the policies are actually create the opposite of that, that other agendas and other priorities have taken precedent over the poor. I, I just personally, Mike, and we don't have time today to get into it, but I personally don't believe there's a single party that really has the poor as top of mind. That's why they've all come out already and talked about helping the middle class. Yeah, yeah. You know what I find interesting, too, is that here we have a poll that says that the dominant issues for voters is the economy, and yet you look at other polls that show who's leading, Thomas Mulcair and the NDP by a double-digit lead. 
And traditionally, you know, supposedly the economy is not the strongest issue for the NDP. What's going on with that disconnect? Why are people looking at the NDP when, if, if they're thinking with their wallet, do you think? Yeah, interesting. Well, first of all, I would guess, and it is a guess, that you're looking at political change everywhere. If you look yeah. at what's happened in Europe, for example, if there has been you know, a, a perceived center-right government, the left gets in. If there's been a perceived left, the right's going to get in. Uh, and so I think there's just this mood of people really uncomfortable with the rate of change that's going on, uh, uncomfortable with other aspects of their lives, and, yeah, they blame government uh, more often than not. But, you know, the challenge will be if, if whoever forms this government, they're under a real challenge. The world has changed. Not one of these political parties has alluded to that. But I, I'm always blown away, Mike, that we act as if it's business as usual. And I'm saying, which one of these events tells you it's not? Was it the 35% decline in Chinese stocks in three weeks? Was it negative interest rates throughout Europe? Was the price decline in commodities led by oil that was $107 about 13 months ago, now trades at about a $45 handle? Which one of these lets you know it's not business as usual? Because you're certainly not hearing that out of any political party. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see as we get deeper into this campaign, if people are really thinking with their wallet here, thinking about the economy, they start to take a closer look at a guy like Thomas Mulcair. I interviewed uh, an NDP MP on the show earlier this uh, last week, Michael, and they were talking about the NDP's promise to restore home mail delivery, for example, across the country. Yeah. This would cost hundreds of millions of dollars. And I asked the guy, how much is this going to cost taxpayers to do that? His answer, I don't know. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know how much it's going to cost. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, it's your policy. Well, and, and isn't that interesting that we're talking about turning back the clock? Look at governments uh, all over the place. You know, in Vancouver, they're fighting Uber, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what is it? Airbnb is another one. In this case, as you say, I mean, come on, how blatant is it that we are not using mail the way we used to? I mean, every stat supports that. Every one of us has emailed. Every one of us has taken uh, a different route. And yet, really, we want to turn back the clock? And you're right. That's expensive. And, okay, let's... Uh, is that our priority for where our tax dollars are going? Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see as we get closer to Election Day if things turn, change here. Let's talk about oil for a minute, because you think oil is going to test the, the $42 low. What are the implications for the federal government, uh, no matter who's in power, about the price yeah. of oil? But first off, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter who's in power. We do not set oil prices. The Bank of Canada has made it very clear when they've had to revise their growth forecast that oil and the, and the implications throughout the economy surprised them to the degree that it's impacted the economy. Uh, like in the lower mainland, Mike, we've got literally thousands of people involved in the resource sector and, and literally thousands involved. I think there's seven, over 700 businesses that do business directly with the oil sands. So it has this sort of ripple effect, or it might be just real estate in Calgary or retail sales somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But it is important. Yeah, our, our work in Money Talks called for that major drop, said when it recovers, we're going to drop again. I still believe that. I think, in fact, uh, if you get into a price war with Saudi Arabia, look out below. Now, the point being, though, it has an impact for government revenues. It has an impact for uh, employment because capital investment has already been cut back. You don't have to look very far to find somebody else saying, I'm putting some project on hold. Here's the other one, Mike, that uh, you know, people are going to start looking at later. Alberta's been the major contributor to, federate, uh, to the Confederation you know, through equalization payments. They're going to be in at least a $5.5 billion deficit. I suspect it'll be greater. They're not going to have to make equalization payments. Where does that leave us? So it's, it's really fascinating, the ramifications of that drop. Okay, it's, it's obvious all the parties want to they'll talk about jobs, they'll talk about the economy. 
Uh, but let's talk about what they don't want to talk about. What are some of the issues that you think will not be discussed in this campaign that we really should be talking about? Well, there's no way they're going to talk about unfunded pension liabilities. C.D. Howe has got a study out that says it's about $244 billion. They're not going to talk about the impact of the aging population, the financial impact on health care. What does that mean financially? What does it mean for the economy? And the other big one, just very quickly, because I know your time's short, is the impact of technology on jobs. We are in a revolution right now. We are replacing uh, unskilled and semi-skilled labor on a regular basis, and we have to meet that challenge. I doubt we'll be talking about that one either. All right, Michael, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. That's Michael Campbell, host of Canada's number one rated financial show, Money Talks. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.